0: Are here for part three of an amazing week with Jess Lowe, Lorel Oliveira. Lorel, welcome back. Thank you. How has the week been thus far?
1: It has been excellent. It's been a good week. So, what's been the mm-hmm. highlight of the week? The highlight of the week has been um, just getting everything done on my list. Where I'm getting ready to move. I'm moving on Monday, next Monday. So, I've been able to pack. I've been able to buy furniture. I bought furniture yesterday, so I'm excited. Okay, so you're excited. I'm doing big girl things. You're
0: doing big girl things. So, um, (laughs) you know, in Big Girl Things, we talked about this week some of the projects that you spearhead, the work that you do. What's next? What's coming up for you?
1: What's next for me? So many things, so many things. Well, first of all, I really want to get my daughter into entrepreneurship. She's six. So we talked about her releasing like her own children's book, and I think that'll be excellent, especially with her. Um, I had a conversation in Rome. I was in Rome, Italy, like three weeks ago. How did um, you like it? I loved it. Loved Rome. I Good. loved it. and are going
0: in February, so ooh, ooh. you will have to give me some notes to help me play out the agenda.
1: I enjoyed it. I ate my way through Rome. Pizza, wine, pasta, gelato, cannolis, everything. But... Um, I had a conversation with this lady that really kind of made me think like, wow, like people are really ignorant. And Mm. she talked about black hair and um, she and I had gotten to a little, you know, match of words. And I just thought about my daughter and I just brought her up to speed on my daughter. And I was like, you know, I'm a light skinned woman and my daughter is uh, darker skinned and the man that I'm marrying is lighter skinned. So we'll most likely have lighter children. And I don't want my daughter to feel separated from her siblings or make anyone make her feel... You know, different, and so I thought about um, releasing a book with her and talking about that, and and you know, just being open about that and giving that book to other families to be like, okay, you know, we're a blended family within ourselves. A lot of times, as a blended family, like, you know, uh, you got a stepmother and stepfather, which is the case for us also, but no one ever talks about being blended as children, you know, and how that may make another child feel, whatever. And so I was like, I'll be damned if my anybody ever makes my child feel like why are your brothers lighter than you? And you're, you know, I'm not here for any of that. So, so that's part of that. And just marketing that for her and establishing a legacy for her, even at six. And I also have considered heavily um, starting my own media company, which before my dad passed my dad just passed away in march and before he passed away him my sister and i were actually um starting a corporation together we actually had the legal documents and everything um it's called omg olivera media group and um, thank you and we were we had the copyright we had everything everything legally that we could do and under this umbrella um you just have all kinds of media projects and so that's why we labeled it that because we didn't want to limit it to just plays. My dad wrote a lot of scripts. He left me all his scripts and everything. So I want to I have one of his scripts that's excellent. It's actually the Gladys Night story. He was very close to their family. So, I want to um, go ahead and uh, pitch that, which I started pitching it, but I want to be serious about it or whatever. In the midst of my grieving, I didn't really um, take the meetings that I should have. So, what's next for me is really taking his projects and um, getting the revenue, getting the financial backing. To and make putting, it a reality. Absolutely. It's a beautiful yeah.
0: continuation of his life and legacy. Yes. He That's was a amazing. beast.
1: Like, let yeah. I me mean, just briefly. That man, like when I was going through all of stuff, which I a lot of it I knew, but he worked with Steven Spielberg. His very first job, he worked with Steven Spielberg, and he was 21 years old. He worked on the movie Amistad, which is how he met my mom. And I was just going through all his credentials and stuff, and like literally looking at his work and it brought me to tears because he was 21 working for Paramount and working for Steven. Spielberg. Like he literally went for life. Like he was like anything in life that I want, I'm about to go get it. You know, he left Rhode Island and packed up and went to move to LA and just went for it. And so I I felt like. For me, I have no excuse. Like, I have no reason not to go after everything that I want. And, and he gave me all of his projects. And so that's what I really want to do. So OMG Media Group, my sister Lindsay co-founded. That's amazing. we taking all. That is and, great. Yeah. So um, I really am excited about that. And then my sister, she has um, a lot of her art that she's bringing to the table. So really under this umbrella of OMG, it's um, movies, scripts, it's um podcast is every everything you can think of can is welcome under the umbrella so that's what will be coming from us next. That's why it's been taking us so long, cause we had to go through a whole bunch of stuff, but we had to But the, it's been
0: relative It hasn't taken long at all. No, I mean this I know, has been less than a year. That's true. And you know, it seems like it is perhaps a time frame that is taking a while, but in reality it's moving it's probably a lot faster than you yeah. think. And, I
1: mean and, you know, you, and to
0: make these moves at twenty five is an it's it's, good. Is, is a huge accomplishment.
1: Well thank you. I feel like I feel like this world that we live in makes you rush, you know, and even when my dad passed away, I felt... You're rushed
0: to fall off a cliff Yeah, if you're not ready. You
1: feel rushed. If you're not ready. And that's why it's
0: important to let God steer the ship and to, to let the natural process take its time so that you can be ready for the blessing when the blessing comes. That's
1: true. Because when you get it too quickly, you fumble it, which is why you see people who are young with money and you're like, what is going on? Because they don't know what to do, you know? Um, so I, I I co-sign that 100%. I just think for us, like because we were in the process, like, we were already in the process of, like, we met with lawyers, and we had to find out if the name was usable, and if it was, you know, we could trademark and all these things, we went through all of these steps, and then it came to a screeching halt, and then we kind of felt, like, guilty about not being, like, we gotta move on, you know, but I think everything in time, and, and now is the time, like, I think we kind of got through the grieving process, and we got everything we need, and we're like, all right, it's time to move forward, so i'm excited i really am our podcast our the funny girl podcast will fall under that omg umbrella and um you know i think it'll be great
0: i think it will be i love again i love the concept i love the name and i think it's a really strong idea so i can't wait to see you bring that to fruition Um, you talked about on Monday, your work as a flight attendant. And so we have a story here out of Orlando, Florida, where a passenger (laughs) managed to get past security and sneak her way right onto, right onto a Delta flight. I'm shocked. Uh, when the actual real passenger got on the plane and wanted to get in her, the seat that she paid for, the other passenger refused to move and said, this is my seat. I refused to show actual ID. Mm. Eventually, they were able to get her off the plane. But the question becomes, how could she get through security and even get on the plane in the first time? I searched for the young lady's name. I wanted to see a picture of her. Did you find it? I could not. Oh, my to, lord. Me, so we will to talk about the things the picture would have revealed. I know wow. you would love to. Yeah, I want to see. I, the, I know I, you. I need to
1: get into it. I actually... Yeah, this how ha- does this
0: happen as someone who has inside, uh, an inside view of the airline industry?
1: To be honest, I'm shocked. I'm like totally shocked because they are so... I mean, I can't
0: even t- carry big lotion.
1: Nothing. I mean... You can't sneak big lotion on the plane. Nothing. So. They will quarantine you like you got some, you know... I'm, I have never seen this before. I never would even expect something like this because even us as flight attendants, we have a special security measure um but like we can pretty our our security is not as intense but they do do random checks and you still have to bring um two valid forms of id and we work there so i have never seen this before in my life and i'm shocked it says that she showed excuse me them a picture of her on her phone correct i have never (laughs) like what what are you talking about they got
0: her off the flight eventually
1: I think for me, I'm more so. Con- I'm grateful for those passengers and just for that environment that it wasn't a situation where she was like, "boop boop," and you know something else happened like a nine eleven situation. I think that's the blessing in it because I've never seen anything like that before well, in my life.
0: They, they revealed that, and they come to the point that number one, uh, she didn't have a ticket. Period. Right. So that's like crazy. It's not like she ever. She bought no tickets. Period. Mm-hmm. Then it's not like she had a. Uh, how did she get on there? That's thing? the question. They don't even know how she got on the plane, and and again, she did not go through airport security. So she oh, found wow. a way, however, to get on the plane without going to so she bypassed all of that in Orlando. I
1: think there may be some inside work. I don't know what kind of investigation they have Mm -hmm. done, but maybe she knew, like, a cousin, like, a third cousin, and was like, come on, cousin, let me... I don't know. So it could be. Would it
0: kind of snuck her through? Yeah,
1: maybe, because it's the only way I can think of that being the case. I mean, anytime that I've seen, like, literally even... um, for us, I one time was in London, and I had a small tube of lotion, and they acted like I had crack cocaine on me.
0: And okay? you, you worked for the airlines.
1: And I worked there. So, I mean, I can only imagine. I don't know how this happened, but I definitely know that somebody somewhere is losing their job and getting... Because TSA and uh, the airport, they don't play that. Like, if you... If you even act a fool, like, if you even act like you want to fight, they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. let me put you to the side over here. Like, they do not play. I don't even, I don't even say certain words at the airport because I'm so, I'm so shook. <laughs> I don't even say certain things. So, no. But, um, good luck to sis because I don't know if they're going to press charges. I'm sure they will. They might. They might.
0: So, um, Cardi B is going off on and is angry at Joe Budden. What? Uh, former po- uh you know, fellow podcaster, as well as at Access Hollywood, Cardi's upset that both Joe and Access Hollywood have, have criticized her parenting, and she has snapped on him. Really? Uh, that is what is being reported by I want to say this media takeout. Okay. She threatened to spit in his face if uh, she saw him again. <gasps> uh, what? <laughs> yes and so joe budden joe Button said that she hoped his, their mothers would get aids uh she said don't Ooh. cut the s word off to try to make me look like a f a mom because that's something that i'm not uh and so don't use my mother effing kid for clickbait basically saying they're using her and using the you know platform that that she's on um for, you know, she's they're using it for promotion of their ideas and, you know, trying to portray her as something that she's not. She takes her job as a mother very seriously. So, as a mom, yes. what do we think about this? I knew that was coming. Well. You look a little bit like Cardi B. I'm sure you've heard that. Yes.
1: Yes, I have. But, but you're she's, way, <laughs> she's more beautiful than Cardi thank B. Thank you. I love Cardi, though. Shout out to Cardi. To be honest, I don't have quite the mouth as Cardi does, but I... I would never say such things. However, I feel like motherhood and people's kids is should never be discussed and is something that's very sensitive, very sensitive because me as a mom I was a young mom I was 19 when I got pregnant I was 20 I just turned 20 when I had J's and I was a sophomore in college mm-hmm. and there was so many people saying so many things and I've never been absent from my daughter I was three months old with my daughter on my hip at FAMU walking campus going to class everything in the navy everything and people still had something to say So that can be a very, I think for her in her career and being that she hit a pregnancy because people were talking so much about her being at the height of her career and just starting and then getting pregnant, like people put so much pressure on women to be working. But all these, Lord, I almost said that you know what word, but all these people out here, the men, the dads, nobody's wondering where their kids are at. And they're out here working and producing and in the studio and you know, Future has eight, nine, ten, eleven kids, and he ain't with not near one of them. Matt, as a matter of fact, well, never mind. I I I'll, I'll refrain. But, um, but yeah, they don't put that kind of pressure on dads, so I get it. I feel like she's under a lot of pressure, and she's performing, and she's trying to provide. She came from nothing, and she made her way up to you know being the star, and she has a baby, and she's trying to. So naturally, she's not gonna be. You know, I don't know what people want from women, so I get. That I think she- that's a
0: really good point. There's a huge double standard.
1: Absolutely, that this is
0: an artist who is providing for her child, providing a life, a good life yeah. for her family, but yet and still she's constantly being attacked. Yeah, because and why am not Christian Yeah, yeah. But in podcast, as well as Access Hollywood, Hollywood capitalized on that. But how exactly. often are they doing that to male? To the male? Yeah, Parsons? because
1: Offset is a rapper as well, and he's been he has Offset has Cardi has one child. Let's just keep one. Offset has four. That's his fourth child. So why are you all not capitalizing on him and looking at him and where he's at? And I used to feel like that as a mother. Like, I was a mother, and I'm working, and I'm at school, and Jace's dad is working. Why are y'all not checking for him? Why are y'all not worried about what, you know what I'm saying? Where is he? Is he with the baby? But when I go somewhere, is she with the baby? I wonder where that baby is. Like, that's not fair. And I feel like society needs to really abandon that you know ideal and also understand that women we're doing the best we can just like everybody else you know however i do feel like cardi when she goes off sometimes and that could just be a young thing like when you're younger you know i'm in my 20s as well and sometimes people get the best of me you can't let everybody get the best of you in regards to going off like that you know like the aids comment i feel like that was a lot that was like really far um really far like that's a lot but I mean, when people push your buttons, when it comes down to your child, I can get how you can fly off. But then from a PR standpoint, I'm sure her public relations person is sitting by like, hey, you need to go on and issue a statement because so you're going to have to be end up issuing a statement later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you got to kind of come on. Scale it back. Yeah, absolutely. So one
0: thing that you we talked about uh, earlier today, you you had some news you want to talk about. Uh, some stuff that happened on a reality show with Evelyn
1: Lo- Lozada Yeah, yes. I, don't,
0: I don't watch was that basketball watch. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. What did Evelyn?
1: I catch it from time to time. Um, Why, you watch the show? I, catch, I mean, do you
0: watch the show? It's, it's
1: on demand, so like okay. when I'm home and I just you know okay. Yeah, it's it's, episode,
0: just, it's I, okay to have like guilty pleasures or shows. Oh,
1: my guilty pleasure is Power, and I'm actually going mm-hmm. home to watch it. Totally, I don't care how late it is. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I love that show. Okay, I think it's. I don't think Curtis Jackson gets his due praise for that show. I'm sorry. It's been on six seasons, and it's when you talk about character development and like good. It's not as good as Queen Sugar because mm-hmm. it's not as intellectual, but it's a good show, and I like it. And it I like it. But anyways, um, Evelyn Lazada basically um, they went to Costa Rica, and her and another cast member. Her name is OG. She's a Female football player, so she's on one of those um, national teams for female football, so she's kind of well known or whatever. But her, the two ladies are engaging or whatever. They kind of got a beef going on, and during this trip in Costa Rica, Evelyn Lozada is yelling out the N word like left and right, like and 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 and. She basically called her out and was like. You keep saying the N-word. It's making me uncomfortable consistently because you're not black and you're sitting here amongst black women saying this and you're Puerto Rican. And she's full. Evelyn Lozada is full blood Puerto Puerto Rican, like speaks Spanish from the Bronx, all that. But Evelyn Lozada has been doing interviews basically saying, honestly, she has a smart public relations person. And here's why. Because she started doing these interviews before the episode aired. So nobody even knew what was going on. And then the episode aired and they're like, oh, She's doing interviews talking about how she's Afro Latina, which I agree with, from the African, you know, diaspora or whatever. And she says she did trace her roots and her roots do stem from africa and then them coming to the caribbean you know whatever and she has that like proof like that actual thing whatever so she's like for me i feel comfortable i grew up in new york i grew up with black african americans and i feel comfortable using that word nobody has ever challenged me on that and when you see people like fat joe who recently did an interview about being afro latina as well he has stated the same thing so the real tea is that everyone's feeling very uncomfortable with her on the cast and Uh, xyz
0: but do you feel as though she has dominion to use the n-word in conversation
1: well you know what um i do i honestly do and i feel like dominicans like um a lot of dominicans and stuff i've seen them and i've witnessed them use the n-word and stuff now let me just say a lot of people feel very uh, uncomfortable with the n-word especially not of this genera- generation because you could have gotten killed like you that was a very demeaning derogatory word. it has a lot of emotion attached to it 100 percent. so the new meaning of it and the new i guess association that it has a lot of people don't feel that way of a different generation and i respect i respect that 100 percent. i really do um me personally i have a different view i feel like if you are not of uh brown persuasion i don't think that you should be using it period i don't feel like you have the rights i feel like that was a right that black people
0: can we consider that black privilege
1: absolutely 100 and example i feel like of out of all the sh- lord i almost got the cousin out of all the stuff that we did not get we get to get that we were promised 40 acres and a mule we can get that we didn't get no reparations. Native Americans got reservations. They got uh, what you call that um, casinos, all that stuff. We didn't get jack squat. So if we want to take nigger back and take it and make it nigger and use it as a term of that we're using as a colloquialism, we are entitled to do that. You guys are entitled to a whole bunch of other stuff. Now I feel like it's a very stre- it's a stretch to do that to Evelyn because I feel like she is a black like I feel like she's Afro Latina and she is from new york city and that's her diaspora and she's literally like my my family like i'm telling you um she she did her ancestry.com mm-hmm. tree or whatever so for me i feel like yeah she could like i have no problem with that I, I personally don't i don't think anybody had a problem with that until the the other cast member og who was a darker skinned woman brought it up and like evelyn obviously who's fair skinned they started going at it you know what i'm saying but in, in my experience, I'm Cape Verdean and my mom is West Indian. My dad's Cape Verdean. Cape Verdeans were colonized by Portugal. So my last name is Portuguese. Obviously, I'm fair skinned, but I'm African. I'm a, a, Cape Verde is in West Africa, which a lot of people don't know. So if somebody called, I'm just looking at it from me. If somebody was like, Lorela is a world nigga, not that I use it. But if I want to use an N-word, I'm going to use it because I'm black. It's black and black can get it, you know? So I just, I don't feel, I feel like that was a stretch. I feel like it was a reach.
0: Are people Um, supporting Evelyn in this argument or are they? A lot
1: of people are because I think. I think with more knowledge comes more understanding. And I think when people understand... A lot of people didn't even know the word diaspora whatsoever. Like they a lot they of, didn't. No. Like, a lot of people don't even know what diaspora... I'm telling you, a lot of people... That's a, that's a shame. It is. But a lot of people don't don't know what the African diaspora or African experience is or how slavery migrated throughout the world and how... Like, when I tell people... When, pe- when I go to work, I'm telling you the ignorance that I've experienced, especially in New England... When I went to Boston, I really experienced racism on a next level. When when i living in Georgia and people say, oh, you live in the South, it must be racist. You have not experienced racism until you experience it from people who literally live in their white world. And they're like, well, what are you? Like, what's going on? Like, I should touch it. Your- I had a lady tell me she should touch my hair. I have lived in Atlanta since I was seven. And I've never had anybody come up to me and say, I should touch your hair and just see how do you come up to somebody and tell them that you should touch their hair? I'm not a dog. I'm not a. And, and on top of that, the entitlement in your mind to tell another human being that you feel like you should touch them, that is wild to me. But I didn't experience that as a grown woman until I went to Boston and worked there for almost three years. And that's why I left, because I couldn't do it. But experiencing that and having a Portuguese, I have a Portuguese last name. You know, I've had people walk up to me, white women, and and ask me to interpret someone speaking Spanish, and I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. Well, your last name is Oliveira. I don't speak Sp- I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I... It's Portuguese, It's not. Portuguese, first of all, from... It would be different if someone was coming up to me speaking Portuguese, and you're like, hey, you, I know you have a Portuguese last name. I And I also realized that I was fortunate enough to have a father who was a history teacher who understood... He was a history and geography teacher on a high school level. And then he taught communications when he moved to the co- collegiate level. And so we were brought up to understand origins of last names and origins of slavery and origins. Like I can look at a person's last name and be like, oh, is this from, you know, this this has a background of X, Y, Z. People look at my name and be like, come up to me speaking all kinds of Spanish. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't understand. But that's the world we live in. So it's essentially, even black people are not. Abreast on the word diaspora and Afro Latina and understanding that when colonizers came and took over land, these people who are brown are also connected to the African experience. But you know, people don't want to. You know, how black folk get. You know, if you ain't from the Chattahoochee, then you ain't black.
0: <laughs> well, I'm you, you know, say who is black, and there's no doubt about it, and that's Kanye West. Oh, uh, your My brother,
1: stomach. Your oh. brother
0: Kanye West. I'm sad about Has that. recently talked about that the Republican Party freed the slaves and the black, and he's disappointed that he's receiving so much backlash <laughs> Did you see? I just for supporting mine. the Republican Party <laughs> and President Trump, who is Republican, when they freed the slaves. He said this in Salt Lake City during one of his special Sunday services, and. Um, He absolutely, you know, (laughs) said that Abraham the exact quote was Abraham Lincoln was the Whig Party, that's the Republican Party that freed the slaves. But after a year, people want to call me a coon because I chose my right. In America, we got the right, right? We got our own right to our own opinions. You black, so you can't like Trump. Ain't never made a decision based on my color. That's a form of slavery. Mental slavery. Do we agree with this? He also ended it by saying, Jesus is king.
1: You know what? lord god help me get this out in the right way you know how preachers be like when they're preaching they be like lord help me get this out that's how i feel like lord help me get this out in the right way first of all i want to love Kanye. Con- well not love him i love him with godly love but i want to like him and get behind him so much because Why? because i want to not that i do but here's why. But why would you even want? To? Help but, me understand. But this is why because I feel like he is a musical genius. I feel like the gifts that he has, no one from the start of his career, his gifts are tried true in like literally science delivered. The gift is real. The gift is real. And from a, a, me being a musical person, and a person involved in music and wanting I want so desperately for real music to come back. When I see artists that I'm like You are, your rap is terrible. You're like, it's just terrible. It's terrible. Who's terrible? Terrible. Give me just one terrible. Young Thug. Okay.
0: Terrible. Terrible.
1: I'm sorry. I can't, I don't understand what you're saying. It's not lyrically sound. It's not, there's nothing clever about it. You're saying the same thing on every record about how you're going to take this one's girl and this one's girl. Well, I say girl because I'm being kind, but that's not what they say. I'm sick of it. I want real, Real when Kanye was rapping, he dropped the, you know, the college dropout, the graduation, all those albums. They are classic albums that I want to, I want to hold on to those dearly, but you're making it hard, brother, because how are you going to say the things that, like, even when he tries to redeem himself, they always say black people are so forgiving when people try, like when he does the Kanye Sunday services. I feel like when Kanye came out and he said the whole slavery comment on TMZ, where black black slaves chose to be enslaved and they could have left if they wanted to. That's the most ignorant stuff I've ever heard in my life. And at that particular time, I was done with him. And then he came out with the Kanye Sunday services. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's on this road to redemption. He's trying to like right his wrongs. And he tried to come back and correct what he said. I don't know what he's going through. And it makes me feel so bad because I'm like, Kanye, what can't? how did you go from the things that you were saying on those first albums that you came out that was very liberating and very under, like, I mean, the, the the lyrics on his album really shows that he had a consciousness about himself. I, somewhere along the lines of fame and fortune, he lost that consciousness, that understanding of what it means. And also, you came from a black mama, a black daddy in, in, in the South Side of Chicago, understanding the disparities of, like, he talks about on his thing, he was like, my, my daddy said, when you see new clothes, close your eyelids, because they didn't have no money. You come from that, and now you have reached this point of, like, you have no knowledge of what people are going through in America, or what it even means to have the black experience, or to be a black person. And when you say you're not voting for color, and that's a slave mentality, that is beyond me. That is, like, really some... some I don't know what it is, and I feel like he's brainw- brainwashed, and I feel like he's on Get Out, the movie, and you we need to some, send him.
0: Out. You brought some good points like, Number one, personally, I canceled Kanye West same. a I'm, long time like, ago. <laughs> and I'm done with Kanye West. I agree 100%. Well. Kanye West is a musical genius. And he he is, I, I believe that Kanye West was the most prolific musician I agree. of 2000 to 2010. Period. Point blank. Period. And he's also produced some high quality music from 2010 until 2019. But I think to him, he is the preeminent artist of a decade. However, who he was then is different. And what he believed or what he even she may have always believed this. I don't know. He yeah. May have always yeah. Believed this, true. But it's a fact that I didn't know it. Yeah. And therefore, I could be removed from responsibility for supporting him. But now that I know what he believes, I believe believes I am unable to go back yep. and to embrace him, embrace his art, and support him in any way whatsoever. Same. I went to every Kanye West concert in Atlanta. Really, I didn't miss a one. Not a, I didn't miss a one. I went even when he wasn't the headliner. I was going to because I loved his music. Yeah. When Rihanna came and and she was the head, you know, I've been rocking with him for a long, for a time, long time.
1: Yeah.
0: How, but never again. And but it's not. Exactly, there is nothing I that Kanye West can do
1: at this point to redeem to you. <laughs>
0: not me. <It's> not <laughs> me. Because I understand this is a crucial a moment yeah. in American history. Yeah. When you have a white nationalist in the White House yeah. who is consistently pushing a racist agenda yep. to marginalize black voices and black people yep. and remove people of color from the nation in general to maintain white dominance and white control of this country and you support it and yeah. you co-sign it yep. and you're too blind to even see it I am unable yeah. to in any way support you I agree. so there is nothing that Kanye West can do I agree. and I'm disappointed in the scores of black people who are going to his Sunday services as he is trying to capitalize on Christianity and the Christian faith That's for issue. his own purpose. As he yeah. says, you know, with his new album coming up, Jesus King, you know, I don't even... I, Jesus, Jesus King, Jesus Lord... That's what I believe. Period. So you can, you, you, I, Period. I am not trustful yeah. of some of the entertainment things that people do and try to embed in the beliefs they may have about but I think the Christianity that I serve. That's the God that I believe
1: in. I think what you just said was so profound in regards to like you're trying to marry the two. The man called himself Jesus. Yeah, but exactly. Jesus, I, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now
0: he's giving it a Sunday service and the scores of blacks are coming out of the world No, the so scores like, of blacks
1: why he said no, the scores no. of blacks but that, that was, is no. such a the scores two, two scores in four years ago <laughs> taking it right back
0: to the president he wants to sit up here and quote I'm talking about the
1: I, you know, I think that for me was the issue. Like when he just reading that and realizing that he, first of all, look at the crowd. You're in Salt Lake City saying this. So now that shows me that you're knowledgeable he didn't about what it in Atlanta. Like, Hello? Atlanta. That's exactly that. what I was. You did not say that at New Birth. Okay? You came to New Birth just last week and T.I. and all of them were sitting there. You know, T.I. was dang sure not going for that. And you sat there and never uttered a word. And then you get in front of these people in Salt Lake City and you're going to say that? To me, that shows me that you're very aware. And that's when I have to withdraw myself, like, completely. Because I'm telling you, I was rooting for him. I was like, yo, he's going to come around. He's going to understand, like, what he's doing is crazy. And it's not about your... It's not about... I hate that people try to say... Like what he said, where they're trying to we're in America, they're trying to take away my right to. It's not about your right. It's about the fact that you have the right and you're choosing to do the very opposite, the very thing that's detrimental to your people. That's the issue. That's I feel like and, and that's also what I feel about. Well, I'm not to that extent, but like with Jay-Z and getting on board with the NFL, I'm very I'm on standby to see how what his plan is and if he he feels like infiltration is the way to get them to change their what they're doing because for me you cannot be a person at the forefront of the black movement with Beyonce and you're donating to HBCUs and you're trying to do all of this stuff and then you get on board with the NFL and say to me I feel like you're you have to choose one almost like this capitalistic mentality is what's fueling. He got what canceled he's... too. Yeah, done. you you're done I'm with him? I'm done.
0: I'm done, I'm done with Jay Z. You canceled. are.
1: I I like. Totally I, canceled. I couldn't get behind that when people were like, but this is the thing. I feel like with Kanye, he's showing all his cards. I feel like with Jay Z, you're not. He's not showing all of his cards, so it's hard. to People are divided on how they feel about. Him. But I feel like after reading this about Kanye and watching his Sunday services, I feel like the scores of black people that have been trying to get on board with the, the Sunday school. service, yeah. they're going to be like, yo, like, the Sunday service is canceled. Like, you're wildin'. Because when you came to the blackest city, arguably the blackest city in the United States, uh, Atlanta, you did not say this. You were not sitting there like, oh, it's a slave. You knew they would have taken your behind, even if you were in Newburgh, and booed you right up down Reading Road. Like, they would have been like, yo, like... I just I don't understand it and I honestly I feel sad because I feel like it's almost like when, you, when someone is deceased <laughs> like it's like Kanye like I feel sad that I can't it's like how I felt when R. Kelly when all this stuff like with R. Kelly I'm like I can't listen when people tell me how they can still listen to R. Kelly's music I'm like yo we don't need to be associated with each other because I don't know how you can know the dirt that he's done
0: and still support. It's still
1: supported, it. and people same when people way, say, yeah, "Same with Kanye." I don't feel that way. I feel like you cannot separate the art from the artist. I really feel that. I don't think that you can sit there and say, "I'm a jam out to this R. Kelly record," and not feel that that support. Even I just don't get it. I don't feel that way, and I feel that way about Kanye. I can't listen to your music and know that you're out here because when Uber sub- um, donated to Trump's campaign, I canceled all the ask Greg. I won't even when he's like call me. I'm like no. I don't, I'm not supporting you because if you're going to take your dollars and pour them into Trump's campaign and basically put him in a position where he can do this, you know, as freely as he can because he has the funding, I'm not supporting you. My little $10 ride, you could do just fine with what I'm about to that I am good, you know? That's right. But I don't feel like, I also don't feel like black people, I hate to say this, but... It's like what you guys talked about in your last episode. When you have a boycott, and the boycotting back in the day is different from the boycotting
0: right. present day. Tracy pointed out the fact yeah. that boycotting back in the day was boycotting with a purpose. So exactly. there was a clear goal
1: exactly. of what
0: you wanted to achieve. And so there needs to be boycotts now where there's also a clear goal.
1: Yeah, and it was effective, and it was collective. And I think that when you have so many divisive things, like, and it's, it's, it's also a, um, I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it, but... It's a lack of feeling attached to the issue, if that makes sense. Because back in the day, the issue was clear, cut, and dry, and it was in your face. And it affected you like from a direct standpoint. And so people feel like, oh, that ain't going to affect me until it affects your health care, until it affects your family, so you can't get in food. Like It affects so much, and you don't even realize it. And by the time you do realize it, (laughs) it's nothing you can
0: do. It's nothing you can do.
1: You know, you can't mobilize. You can't do that. Back in the day, it wasn't that way. It was literally like... This is affecting you in your face right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to sit in the back of the bus. Speaking of which, that phrase really... Let me just say this while I have this little... When people get on the plane and they say, we in the back of the bus, like... It vexes my spirit because I'm like, for y'all to be joking about being in the back of the bus and making all these statements. You don't
0: understand what it really meant to be in the back of the bus. You don't.
1: You have no idea what people even fought for. And so anyways, that's my little, I can't, I correct people on the spot. I'd be like, God forbid I lose my job for this, but I'm going to have to correct them today in the nicest way possible because you will never, You every time you think about saying that or you say it, you will always hear my voice in your head because I can't stand it. I really can't. It's like, you have, you're have you you're sitting in the back of the plane and you're complaining because you're in row 36 and these people were treated like dogs and paid money. You seat selected to sit back here. You wanted to, you know, you did your little economy ticket and they asked you where you fine and you want to come on here and do that. That's not the same thing. So anyway, that's I why. think that's a
0: really good point. And I think that's a great way to segue. So, you know, is there anything that you want to bring out uh, to the show in addition to that or any questions that you want- to ask on the air, going once, going twice.
1: Um, I want to just say that um, you can follow me, first of all. That's at right. Just Absolutely. Low. Um, two T's on the um, Just. I always love listening to the show and trying to figure out who's the guest and how I can follow them and keep up with them. So that's how you can keep up with me. Just low. Two T's on the Just. L-O. You can look out for OMG, Oliver Media Group Projects. Me headed by me, and my sister, and um God willing, will be expanding. And, oh, you can look out for me getting married. You know, what I'm saying my marriage picture should be all over. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a big deal. I'm so excited, and um in my daughter's book also because we are working on that actively. So I can't wait. Um, I'm excited about that. I feel like it's gonna bless a lot of families, and it's also gonna shine light to like colorism within families and I dealt with that in my family because I have a sister who is darker skinned than us and um, it's five of us and my dad was always like you guys are always a um, you guys are sisters regardless and pe- other people mm. made us feel like we were not sisters because we were different colors and I just felt like that really affected my sister in a way that really hurt me. And I didn't really, we didn't realize until we were adults. And she really expressed like how much that really brought her, you know, down. Um, and I'll be damned if anybody does that to my child or, and I think people need to understand and get out of that ignorance. Like even when, when people see me and my daughter out and they say, Oh, that's your mom. Like, Oh, you know, whatever. I feel a certain type of way about that because yes, I'm a lighter skinned woman. I can give birth to a, a child that's not my same color like that's just ignorant to me so look out for jace turner it's a book mooch kinsley my little entrepreneur and yeah i'm just listening if you have not subscribed to three plus one the podcast you need to click that subscribe button you need to rate it you need to leave comments you need to tell out the podcast why they should endorse it and throw ads <laughs> their way and all of that so, everybody be blessed. My name is L'Rell Oliveira, and I'm so happy to have been here for three episodes.
0: Thank you so much, and It has been my pleasure. I think this was a great episode, a series, and I can't wait to um, join you for all the amazing things that OMG will do. All right, all right guys. Can't wait to, for you to join us next Monday. Have an awesome, awesome rest of the week.